Hello everyone and welcome back to the Pretty Bubbles podcast with myself, Daryl, Mig, Jamie and James. How are we doing, fellas? Good, 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 good. Yeah. Been a slow this week, isn't it? Not much happening. Yeah, yeah. very slow for West Ham fans this week. Twitter um, has been very boring the last very- few days. We are now, we record in Saturday morning, we are one week away from the start of the Premier League season and, um, well, yeah, West Ham has gone into a bit of a meltdown um, <laughs> with the fans and the players. Um, now, I think the people that have listened in the last, well, what we did, what we're doing this for now, three months, we've done about 11 shows. Yeah. I think uh, listeners will know that, especially myself, I cannot stand the board and I'm sure it's the same with you three, but it's got a lot worse in the last four days, five I, days. I used to actually like them. Like, I actually thought they'd done a lot of stuff good at the club, but I've now really gone off them. I just, I've, I think they've way stayed too long and the last few days just sums it all up. Yeah, it's, um, so it's not been the best couple of days and let's put it into sort of um, a bit of a timeline. So, um, a couple of couple of weekends, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was on a Tuesday. West Ham played the double friendly against Ipswich and Wickham, and our man Grady Diangana had a great game. I think he got two or three assists. All the players were backing him to having a good year. The West Ham Twitter was backing him to have a good year. David Gold even put out a tweet backing him. Yeah. And then um, a week later, we find out that West Brom who obviously Dean Garner was at last year, of putting a bid for him. And we got told it was as low as 12 million, which I believe it was 18 million plus add-ons. Um, in the end, for Grady, um, which was accepted, um, which has now gone through and Grady is now a West Brom player and we'd like to wish him the best of luck. Um, I'm gutted that this has happened. Let's put it that way. That's um, an understatement, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and from now, um, and I know a lot of us, um, sort of listen to uh, the West Ham Way podcast or we follow X on Twitter. He's told us a lot about what's going on and we've been promised that, well, the first thing that was promised that they're going to go look for Ben Rama um, as sort of a straight replacement for him, which hasn't happened um, because Brentford have now put the price up too much, which is always going to happen. What I will say about that one, I don't want us to go and replace him with Ben Rama because the reason we've sold him despite the fact we've been offered money, is because we've got that's probably our strongest position on the pitch. So yeah. why why would we buy someone else? We know where we need to reinforce. That's the fullbacks and well across the defence. Left back. So yeah, why would we go and reinvest that in a replacement, a light for light replacement? We don't need that. Exactly. I and I, you bang on, but that's what was promised. You're losing someone to bring in someone like this, and I see the day before that Brentford put an asking price of twenty eight million on Ollie Watkins. Right, that is at least another ten million on top of that for Ben Rama. So he was that was never going to happen. You see, Lolly Watkins is now going to Villa. That's basically done. Oh my God! What? Yeah, yeah that's basically done. It's, it's it's literally all agreed. He's travelled up and he's just agreeing personal terms. Oh, we are such a joke. I didn't even know <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, well, on Sky Bet, the odds last night were at one to ten on for him to sign for him. So. Uh, I also got told this morning that um, Callum Wilson to Newcastle. Um, I heard Villa as well for that. (laughs) They ain't going to sign both, are they? Let's be realistic. Um, So all these teams around us are are getting good good players in and we're getting, well, no one. Where's our money gone? Good question, James. You tell me. (laughs) There is no money. There's supposed to be... There's 
there's supposed to be apparently we saved about 30 million in wages in the last couple of years for getting rid of Hernandez and uh, Nasri and players like that. It's um, true. Where's the and the 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 board, the money that we get from the Premier League, the TV money? Where's that gone? <laughs> where's, the, where's the money they save on a stadium? They only pay, I think, the, it's well, they pay low, very million, two million a year, I think. It just seems so off. Like, is, like, don't get me wrong. I know like clubs have been financially impacted by COVID, but you compare us to the other teams around us, as we're saying, they're going out there, they're spending money. We just, are not. And it's purely down to tight owners. It kind of comes across, though, like we've got excuses and we laid the excuses out back in April. Like, it was almost like, yeah, we know what to expect. They were trying to lay the groundwork. COVID's come for a perfect time for them. So that's an excuse, isn't it? And it's just, it's horrific because you see other clubs investing. And look, teams like Chelsea investing money, Man U investing money, never bothered me. They're a different sort of club to West Ham. It's when you see clubs like Aston Villa signing players. You see clubs like, I don't know, who else? Is Newcastle. Like Leicester Aston. building training facilities. When, when Mike Ashley's dipping his hand in his pockets over your owners, you know there's a real problem because he's got to be the tightest businessman there is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, is, it is a question. If you had to swap, would you swap? Yes. For Mike Ashley? Yeah. Oh, that's like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think Ashley, I would probably say Ashley's slightly better, but then we're not Newcastle fans, so we don't see what Ashley does entirely. But I have to admit, after them, I would take, I would rather have every other owner in the league. Outside of these two. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I'm bang on with you. Um, we, now, with all this, and obviously the Dean Garner sale, we, we got told last night that um, we'd put a bid in for Tarkovsky from Burnley for what has now been reported as £27 million, which has been rejected. Um, for me, that is a very piss-poor bid for a very good centre-half who has been in England set up for the last three years. Yeah. Two, three years. Very good centre-half in the Premier League as well. Um, that is a bid for me that they're doing just to show the fans they're willing to sort of show a bit of sort of that they're going out there to do something. It would not surprise me if we come out of this transfer window now with one small signing and two loan signings for defenders, and that money still doesn't ha- still doesn't go anywhere. And if I that think- happens, if that happens, it's going to be a bigger revolt then than. Oh, I what, could you imagine what, if we could get in that stadium, what it'd be like? It'd be absolute yeah. carnage. I, I kind of expect us to sign someone. The annoying thing is, I think I think a left back's a bigger need than a centre half. But if Moyes wants a centre half, then fair enough. He's he's warranted, and right now, I, yeah, I, I feel really so good sorry there because you have got backup at centre half. With I know he doesn't rate Balbuena, but you have got backup in him. Apparently, this Cardoza is going to be something special. And the young out on loan, I've heard as well. He's not gone yet, so he might have to keep him, especially with Diop's injury. He was really good for me on this year's football manager. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do not know how long Diop's going to be out for. He hasn't trained yet. Um, no. So that could be a few weeks. So you're going to need at least Balbuena and one more centre-half. Sean Weston reckons that he will be missing the start of the season, Diop. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, there's talk about the youngster 
Baptiste maybe getting a look in this year. Um, he's only 16. Um, well, Rio done it, so why not? He played in the uh, friendly, was it the Wickham one he played in, weren't it? Yeah, and he played really well as well. Yeah. Uh, maybe a bit early for him, but as I say, Rio done it, which is great. But um, for me, the first thing that needs doing is a left back. Um, so what, 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 you mean former Hammer of the Year Creswell isn't doing it for you anymore? <laughs> Tell me more about how what, you hate what, Aaron Creswell. While we're on that subject of the left back, right, um, did you guys hear about the, the Japanese young lad? That, yeah. You, yeah, you saw about that. Okay, he, apparently he's quite a versatile defender. I don't know anything about him. The rumour is that they the bid would be around twenty million for this guy. I don't know what team he plays for. Some somewhere might be Bologna. I think Bologna. Yeah. So it might be around the twenty million mark. But he's he's versatile. He plays centre back, defensive mid, and he plays right back. Now so he's not a left back. No, 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 no. But Johnson is. He can play there. Oh. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I wouldn't be surprised if that bid became available and they brought him in, that that would be their way of covering that left-back spot. Um, I don't understand. I'd be very against moving Johnson to left-back right now. He's just setting in the right-back. I'd be very against that. Um, but it could work. Um, don't get me wrong. But do you think that's potentially why they're not looking to sign a full-back uh, because of Johnson's versatility, potentially, but then you're still you're still looking at Fredericks, who's average at best, Cresswell, average at best. terrible defender, good attacker, and that's where I've seen a lot of people say this year. I know we've lost the Incarna and we're not going to replace him, but if you need it, you've got Masawaku who can play that advanced role as well, and he's actually played better in that advanced role over the years than. I've always found he's best in a five back, five at the back uh, sort of formation. Well, Anywhere yeah, else, he's got more cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, deal. Uh, okay. Problem is, I don't know. I can, I can pick you out a left back right now that one would be available. Rico Henry's the only one that's really been linked, isn't it? Yeah, again, not not Premier League. Um, not Premier League experience. Not that's, a big the Premier League. I know, and that Cresswell was the same at the time. And Cresswell had two very good years. And also, you wanted someone like Eze, who's never played in a Premier League. I know, I know. It's tough. It is tough. Uh, but I, the thing is, I'd seen more of Eze than I had Rico Henry. What so positions for Bertrand? Left back. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, left back. Yeah. Um, he can play either side. I'll, but... ta- I'll take him if we offer loan money for him. Oh, yeah, take... but again, he's... Balls. Yeah, he's let me see. He made his debut in that Champions League final in 2012, didn't he? That was his um, yeah. so he's, got debut, be, he's, he's 31. Ah, oh, so yeah. he's too old then. So, um, on the side of 30, yeah, that's what while we're here, and I'm just I'm just going to go back to the Dean Garner situation or the debacle of the Dean Garner uh, situation at West Ham. Um, now, as, as we've said, we're all very much against the ball now. Um, well, I've said it. Jamie said it. I'm not too. I'm not sure about you two, but I'm, I, I believe you're with us as well. Um, I was always. I was always previously sort of on the fence, like more towards. Yeah, the I was with me like him, but I think this is a hundred percent the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, you, you, we all we're all on Twitter. We've all seen West Ham Twitter go absolutely nuts over the last couple of years about the board and uh, the protest, the G, uh, GSB out, all this. Now, the biggest thing for me over the last 24 hours is it's now not just fans that are coming out and saying it, players are coming out and saying it. Um, yeah, like Mark, Mark Noble's tweet yesterday, I think, 
that is big. Like you don't see things like that very often. That was not a bollocks, bollocks the size of beach balls. Not from your <laughs> you don't see it from your club captain. I've, the thing is though, I've never seen a player at a club call out their team though. Like not even a squad player. It's kind of like always been like you keep quiet and if you're leaving you maybe call them out. But that just was strange. The other, the other thing about this whole thing is as well, um, according to X, at least, Dean Garner was disappointed that the bid was accepted. Ridiculous. Um, so, like, he, he, he didn't know that, that he wanted him to stay. Yeah, he's already been told. He wanted to fight for a place in the team, and we all know that he is good enough to be fighting for a place in that yeah. team. Well, the the thing that pisses me off most is it's a team we're going to be competing against this year. Yeah. It's a fellow relegation rival, yeah. probably. You know for a fact, when we get them, he's going to rip... And I'm going to say it, he's going to rip Cresswell apart. Even though he plays <laughs> off the left. Mate, a few times for West Brom this year, he played off the right. He shifts over, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he sort of flows between the two. I just look at him and go, he didn't want to leave. The, uh, the fans didn't want him to leave. It looks like the players didn't want him to leave. And it didn't look like the manager and the coaching staff wanted him to leave. The only people that sanctioned that move are the owners. What about a bit of wedge? It's going to go back in their pocket. That's what it is. And it's fuck. It's really starting to fuck me off that. So we're, we're all doing a West Ham podcast here, and we're all these people on Twitter, all these big West Ham fans. We all love West Ham, yeah. But it's not our club anymore. I won't. Do, I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't. I don't enjoy going there anymore. Um, I just about enjoy watching it, um, just because it's West Ham and it's it's something that I've done for thirty years now, right? But it's not. It's not our club anymore. And it's until they go, this club is only going to get worse and worse. Um, and that's not me saying that I want um, a big, rich um, businessman, um, Saudi, Sheikh, whoever, to come in and buy the club and make us like a Man City. Yeah, it'd be great. And yeah, we'd win leagues and win trophies. I don't, but I, that, that doesn't mean that it's West Ham again. I want our club back to where we was. Even five years ago, when we were at the bowling, right, and this is the first time in about ten years that it seems like all the all the fans are on one side and not yeah. in fighting. It was normally fifty-fifty, wasn't it? Some were like against the board, some were for the board. Yeah. But I feel like it's completely gone like ninety-ten now. Fight. There's this, like a small minority now. That that one transfer dealing has tipped it over the edge. For ninety nine percent of the fans, do you know yeah, what? For definitely. me, it's not even the fact that they sold uh, Grady for the amount of money. It's more of the fact that we didn't get someone in before, and then they've I didn't have then the made that decision. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I think we've, we've, they've been. I think it's been very clear from the start, though, that we can't buy until we've sold. Yeah, because, we, because the money just isn't. Well, the money apparently isn't there. Also. With this money, apparently, that come out on the podcast, um, on uh, West Ham podcast, this money might even go to the, ha- uh, I think it's the Haller deal. That oh, we that still, that we still, um, still owe Frankfurt. Yeah. But yeah. So this money might not even go back into the club. So where is all this money going? I, I, think, I think we'll sign people. I think because if we don't, the owners, look, the owners aren't stupid. As much as we hate them, they aren't stupid. Um, no, they're shrewd. They just know they'll have to invest money, but unless they invest correctly, it's not going to 
come back well. It looks like Antonio's also put out a tweet about it. The problem cool. is, um, while well, you pull out that tweet, um, we're, set, we're sat here Saturday morning, seven days away from the season starting. Like, the transfer window's been open for a few weeks now. Why are we leaving it till a week before the first game of the season? I know the window's open until October, but you want to get your squad settled and mm. running. Because we know that first seven, first seven, eight fixtures we've got are going to be very tough. You don't want to be bringing in new players into that environment. Like, say we're three games in and the transfer window's open <coughs> and we've lost all three. People are going to go, eh, you know what? I mean, but then again, maybe that'll force their hand and realise they have to sign. Yeah. I, mean, I just don't know with this board anymore. The, the thing the thing that I was think, just thinking about sort of this morning, um, while I was doing a few bits now, this this whole thing with the players coming out could go one or two ways. Um, with Noble coming out, it could really bring, really bring the squad together and show um, that fuck the, fuck the board. We do this for our fans and we and we really go out there this year and, and do our best. Or it goes the other way where they care even less about the club because of what Brady and uh, Brady Gold and Sullivan are doing. Um, now, I hope it's the first way and we come out of this, we get a result today in the Betway Cup. We go into Newcastle because that's the, that's the one. If you win, if you beat Newcastle, you can go on to the next sort of five, six games hoping. If you lose to Newcastle next week, you're in big bother after them first seven games. Um, now we won't know this until probably seven, eight games in. How what what the teams like, um, and, and especially as you said, mate, you've got I think there's still four weeks left of this transfer window, maybe even longer than that. So that's still enough time to say bye bye to Declan as well. Oh, don't the only it. yeah, I it's think I, I can't see. I mean, by all accounts, Chelsea are the only club that are really in for Rice at the moment, and. I mean, they they just confirmed habits last night as well. They have spent so much money right. to transfer window. I, I know. I don't know had... if this is right, Matt, and I'll let you let you finish. But I see on Twitter last night. Apparently, their net spend this summer is only forty million still, even with the habits transfer. Is... Now, if it's only forty million, they've still got money there to go and buy rice. I I think because they sold Hazard last summer, and they didn't get to reinvest. That's yeah, that was the thing because they yeah. had the um, the band, didn't they? So and that, that also the... goes up to 150 million. I see on um, Sky. Can you imagine being one of these clubs though, like being a supporter of one of these clubs and just them just spending money? Because even if it goes to pot, you don't give a shit, do you? Because you've still got like such a good squad depth. Like I've never ever like we've never ever experienced that in 30 years. We've always had like has beens and. Uh, you can't say we've never experienced that. I think that oh, the last season like... Olin was the one, wasn't it? Yeah. But... yeah. Oh, okay. But then even then, we, as much as it was a, a great season, we finished seventh and didn't win anything. So it's kind of still just an average season for one of these top clubs. Yeah, and... but we we can't compare ourselves to the top clubs. No, we're you not. Can't... I'm just saying, imagine being that, having that feeling, though, like these guys have like every year spending... 70 80 million on a on a transfer window must be like must must be refreshing they really technically like their issues are completely i feel like sometimes they're just moaning for moaning's sake i know they've obviously got their own reasons to have but arsenal in particular they've had big big issues with their owners but you know you just think it's, it's, it's a different sort of level of uh, problem though isn't it yeah, it is. It's first world problems, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I just looked up Declan, Declan Rice. Is, 
Yeah, I was going to say, the amount of money Chelsea have spent, I don't know if they'll be looking to, to come back in for Rice as well, uh, especially where they haven't... Like, so they've signed a centre-half, which is, if you believe the rumours, what they were sort of looking to do with Rice was bring him in as a centre-half. They've still got Kante, um, they've still got Kovacic, who plays in a similar sort of role. Um, they, But then, just looking at the odds, I know betting odds aren't always most accurate when it comes to transfers. They've currently got... Um, to sign before the 6th of October, Declan Rice for Chelsea is 1-2. to two. Yeah, I saw that. That's silly, silly odds. That surprises me, to be fair. Yeah, my God. That is that's, that's scary and depressing right there. Do you but think that's mainly as... because of everything going on at the moment that's kind of shifted the odds? Yeah, Maybe. I do. I I think X has been very adamant that there's been no bids made yet. So, but then again, we've still so it's before the sixth of October. So that's still four a weeks month right. away. Yeah. So anything can happen between now and then, can't it? That's four weeks and four Premier League games away. Yeah, mm. exactly. Um, did you see that post from Triple H? Yeah. Yes. What a legend! <laughs> How random for those My two obviously... worlds colliding. Oh, yeah. For those true. that didn't see the post from Triple H on social media, basically Triple H from WWE. He's a West Ham fan, uh, which I think is random already. Um, but he well, he, he always uses personal... Hammer, doesn't he? So the yeah. hammers make sense. Yeah. He used a uh, he used he put, posted a, a social media uh, pledge to Declan Rice to be the hero. And uh, to stay at West Ham, which I thought was pretty cool. Not going to lie. Through, I wonder how much impact it had. It was a thing from BT because um, they're doing a lot of social because WWE on in the UK is now on BT Sport um, as of the start of this year. So I think they were doing a bit of a um, social media roundup because one of their programs, which was had stopped taping um, because of COVID, is started again this week. So they're like doing a lot of media stuff to do with that. And out of that came his plea, his to his begging to Declan to stay and make himself a hero. Hang he, on, though, he would be if he's like he is a hero. Um, yeah, he already yeah. is really, isn't he? he is a hero, and he's he is our hero. But that's the same. Problem is, he's he's too good for us right now, and he will go eventually. Um, hopefully, yeah, get one year out of when, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully get one more year out of him, one more good year. Um, but he will go eventually, um, and I hope when he does go that the West Ham fans still love him for what he's done. Yeah. Um, it's been too many times in the past the likes of um, um, Carrick and Colvin they went they got a bit of stick mm. uh, Lampard right, you, you understand why you got stick there's a few that didn't need the stick and Declan Rice will be one of them that shouldn't deserve that stick the biggest one was Scott Parker I know he went to Spurs but there's no way he should have got stick that he deserved no, definitely not. No. he'd done the right thing for his career and I always stick by that yeah. always he will. was brilliant at West Ham and he deserved his move I think he played in the Champions League at times as well. And I hope he does well again this season with Fulham. Um, not, at, not at our expense, but hopefully that yeah. um, he does well. Because he's just signed a new contract as well, I saw this week. Yeah. Um, just to throw this out there as well, we are 4-1 to one to sign James Tarkovsky. 4-1? to Yeah. Is it worth Is it worth a score? Or is it a score down the drain? Score down the drain. <laughs> yeah, and um, as we said, Ollie Watkins is one to ten to sign for Villa now. Wow. Let's have a look at Callum Wilson. He must be on there somewhere, surely. Uh, while you're looking that up, uh, before we move on, I just want just want to discuss one more thing with all this bald um, rubbish. Um, talk sport. Now, I've gone off talk sport 
um, in the last sort of five years, it has gone from probably one of the best stations to my least favorite station. Yeah, uh, some terrible people on now, and the worst one right now is an old, it's an old favorite of mine. We used to do the transfer deadline day. Um, You're Jim, talking about Jim White. Jim White, what an absolute oh, bad impression to be fair. What an absolute clown that geezer is right now. That's Jim White is good at it, though. Here you go, because he's a clown. Yeah, Absolute clown. Jim White will always be good in a Sky Sports news setting because he's reading off an auto cue. Yeah. And the thing is, when he's in a, a situation like with talk sport and he has to give his own opinions, he's full of shit. And the reason is he doesn't want to get in the bad books of his mates that run the clubs because he won't get interviews with them. He won't get cushy box seats with them. It's yeah. an absolute load of shit. He's the biggest prick in media right now, regardless of what he said about West Ham. He just comes out whenever I see clips of him on TalkSport. I know a lot of it is probably baiting to get people talking about it, but he is full of shit. What do the West Ham fans want? Well, <laughs> you to stop sucking the owner's dicks. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. very impressed with um, some backlash he got on there. Natalie Sawyer spoke very well. Um, about the club. Even Tony Cascarino was calling us out saying there's a fair reason why we're selling him. It's like, you don't watch the team, mate. Trevor Sinclair's come out and back back the West Ham fans with it as well. Um, Now, the problem is, I think you're bang on there. You're bang on with everything you said there, Matt. He he gets all these cushy interviews, all these cushy numbers with seats and stuff like that. And he is like Adrian Durham at that place. He probably doesn't believe after stuff he comes out with his baiting because he wants the angry phone calls, he wants the listeners. But to to be that much of a um I shouldn't say it on a on a podcast. Don't another, say it. We all know what you're thinking. On other people's podcasts it does come out. But that that uh, see see you next Tuesday, um towards West Ham fans is ridiculous. And I hope he keeps getting the backlash that he deserves. And when it does come out um, that the ball's going, I hope he fucks off as well. So uh, anything else we want more said on the board before we move on? Uh, no? I think we might have covered it. Okay. Fuck him. We're, we're going to go to a goal. Uh, yeah, I'm going to let James decide as he edits um, today. Um, and when we come back, we're going to talk Zuchek, uh, Bournemouth, and some Premier League predictions. But he's still got the ball at the back post as Gokensore. He goes towards the byline. That's a better ball in. And so the first ever Premier League goal at London Stadium. He writes himself into the history books and 54,000 fans erupt here. And- OK, let's talk about um, the upcoming sort of week and season. Um, first bit of news, and we don't know how true this is. Um, it's rumoured, but it looks like the rumour is, is pretty spot on because he didn't, he wasn't a part of the Czech Republic squad last night. Maybe they played. Yep, they beat Slovakia um, 3-1 last night. Apparently, Thomas Zuchet, um has been in contact with someone that has got COVID-19 and he will have to quarantine, isolate for 14 days. And that was from, I believe, Monday. So he will potentially miss, well, he does miss, if that is true, he misses the Newcastle fixture next week. That's um, massive. I'm wondering is- if, because a lot of um, people in football and other sports, they're safe to return when they've had two negative tests. I know in the Formula One, Sergio Perez um, had COVID and then had to return two negative tests. And in other clubs, people that have been in contact with people have returned two negative tests and then returned to training. So I'm hoping he can get back this week um, because I think you can be asymptomatic for a few days. 
Um, but hopefully by the time Saturday rolls around, he could have had two negative tests again. I'm not entirely sure if that is going to be the the basis that we go on or if it is just a blanket 14 days, in which case, yeah, we're fucked for Saturday. What countries are they playing in? Do we know? Is there a quarantine on the way back for these players? Um, or, are they, or are they still sitting bubbles still? I'm, I'm really not sure, but it looks like we could well be about Thomas um, for the Newcastle fixture, which is a big show. So they play... They played in Slovakia last night. Then on Monday night, they play Scotland in the Czech Republic. And as far as I'm aware, there's no current quarantine on the return from the Czech Republic to the UK. So fingers crossed we'll get some news probably from X this week. Um, and yeah, we'll I'd imagine that. by the yeah. time. So they'll be back in, he'll be back in the UK probably on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so back, back with a squad Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, depending. Or at least we'll have some more information then, hopefully. Yeah, just while I mentioned XL, I'd like to um, that I don't know him. I've spoke to him a few times on Twitter, as probably a few you, a few you've done with comments and stuff like that. Some of the shit he gets over Twitter is horrendous. Right, it's he, outrageous, isn't it? Like he is, he never misses the mark. No, nah, he's bang on. Still, like just like to jump on a bandwagon of oh, we don't know what he's talking about. It's just, just a load of lies and sh- throw shit at the wall and see what see what see. He put out a tweet last night and deleted it saying, told you something would happen this summer. And he deleted it because he was a little bit drunk. Apparently, suggestions that something's happening around the club, whatever that means. Like, has it just sped up the process? Is that what he's potentially suggesting? Because we've not spoke about um, the the selling of the club. Apparently, there's a couple of consortiums um, from America and Saudi Arabia looking um I don't think we should discuss this too much more until we know more, because um, it will get a lot of our hopes up, especially mine. And I'll fly, <laughs> and I'll fly Gold and Sullivan are still here next year. Um, but yeah, like, like get off his back. As he as said the other day, he's, he, he's got a full-time job. He's not a full-time ITK. Um, like, he's not paid by the club or anyone like that. If you don't email, if you don't tweet back straight away, like we're all waiting for tweets all day. And, uh, I was getting here, I'm waiting for it. But he's got a full-time job. And the thing is, there's no point in tweeting him because somebody else has definitely tweeted him. Yeah, and I, yeah. done it, but like, just, just get on with it and let it go. Right, um, today, West Ham, so we are recording Saturday, I don't even know the date. Um, 5th of September. 5th of September, thank you, uh, Jamie Gray. Um, we play in the um, annual Betway Cup. Yeah, uh, normally it's against teams, but obviously this year with COVID, we play um, newly relegated side Bournemouth. Um, I expect them to turn us over today. Let's put it that. Way. Oh yeah, we're <laughs> definitely going to lose this game. Apparently, <laughs> Noble's going to score a goal and just remove a shot, saying GSB out. GSB GSB out. GSB. Like Do you um, know what? If that if that guy did that. It would go down as the biggest. I think he would be up there with every legend. He would be better than the Adebayor side in front of the Arsenal fans. He would be better than the Adebayor situation. Um, We can't preview it too much because obviously the podcast is going to probably go out after the game anyway. Um, I don't really know much about team news. I don't know much about um, injuries. I know that obviously there's no Declan. He's, he's on international duty and he's also carrying an ankle injury. No Diop. No Diop. Um, and I believe there's no Fabianski as well. Yeah, he's I'm with Poland. Yeah, he's with Poland. I don't know if there's anyone else on international duty, but I know those three are definitely 
uh, not there today. Um, all we can do is obviously say it will come out of this. Hopefully, we get a result um, to build up for for next Saturday. Obviously, the Reading game is cancelled, so this is the last one, last chance I'll get to get any sort of fitness in um, before Newcastle, the Newcastle fixture on Saturday. Um, the podcast for the Newcastle game will be done Wednesday or Thursday night, and by looks it, we've got a, a very special guest. Um, is it your mum? This morning, it is my mum. Yes, she's yes. very special. Um, she uh, knows her stuff. And I'm not <laughs> I've been I've been chatting to Kevin Slade from Sex, Drugs and Cotton Coal uh, over the last sort of well sort of six uh, six yeah. hours, um, and he's he said he'll come on the show for us oh, discuss the board, discuss the board, discuss Newcastle, um, which which will be good. He's also he also used to be on the uh, the West Ham Way podcast with Dave and X as well, so that'll be quite good. Um, that's this is something that I asked beforehand, so I've done no. Um, no work for this, no sort of research. That's just a Premier League prediction. Yeah. Let's do a quick prediction for the score today as well. Just score. little we know. Good to say, Bournemouth 3 West Ham 1. <laughs> uh, I'm going Bournemouth 1, West Ham 2, because why not? Uh, I do think we'll win. I reckon we'll win probably 2 1. Oh, why are you copying me? <laughs> uh, I'm going for a 3 1 win. Yeah, look at the positivity. Every time I bet us, I, I picked us to lose last last I'm time. All right, yeah. no, 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 just do it. Thirty-eight games this year. I'm betting us to lose three-one in thirty-eight fixtures. Dar- yeah, Darren will be like, um, you have um, Mark Lawrenson for the BBC and the league <laughs> yeah. tables. Lauro never predicts Liverpool <laughs> to lose. On Daryl's predicted table at the end of the season, you got West Ham bottom on zero points. I'm going to predict <laughs> us to win one game. That's City at home, and we'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Um, if you if you feel if you if, say all four of us, if you if you've got a, a prediction that you like, um, a sort of a a category, just say it, and I'm going to go the first one. What position are West Ham going to finish in this year? I've already got mine. I was higher, but just with everything going on, I was thinking around 12th, but I'm going to go 14th. Yeah. That's what I was going to about to say that, Jamie. Why are you copying me? Oh, no, 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 no. Go, I'm not far off. I was going to go unlucky for some 13th. 17th. I knew you'd say. Actually, I thought you were going to say 18th. But... Yeah, I thought you'd go. <laughs> to be fair, though, when we were chatting the other day, this is before the Grady... Um, situation. I, I said in our group chat, I was like, I'm pretty optimistic about this year. You are, though, Dow. You predicted uh, us to finish 19th. Like, oh, no, you had us optimistically at like 14th, and now you're like down at 17th. Yeah, I, I, it, it all depends how we start. And I think, I think um, it all depends how the likes of Felipe start and Pablo and Manuel. If they get off to a good start, we could have a good year. Um, anyone else got a category? Top, like, top goal scorer, how many year? Those sort of ones. Okay, top goal scorer, I will go with Jared Bowen. I'm going to go Haller because I think he'll be all right this year. I'm going to go Sushi. What? Mate, we've had a bad year with Sushi. He's top yeah, goal scorer. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Or, or he's just the next Yaya Toure and just loves scoring yeah. goals. Right. If Sushi's top goal scorer, I'm going to change my, change my prediction to 20th. <laughs> now to be fair no, he, he, get, he goes and scores like 20 goals and then you're like oh <laughs> yeah, but Suchek's the type of player that if we win like 2-1 he'll get one of them goals I do get his logic he is a goal scoring midfielder but like, he scores like quite a bit I'd be interested how many goals is he on now since he's signed 
three. Three, three or four? Three or four. Uh, league, league, league in pre season or just league goals? I'll, I'll take pre season everything. Oh, no. pre season. League, league goals. League goals only. He's got uh, two, two in pre season. Yeah, so league goals, 13 games, three goals. Yeah, yeah it's not too bad, I think, that's for that's someone that's not supposed to be a goal scorer. Like, yeah, that would mean he'd be on nine goals for an entire, roughly nine goals for a season, which. <laughs> and that's normally what a West Ham uh, leading goal scorer has. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, Antonio finished on, what, 10, did he? Problem, yeah, problem. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. And that's with him getting four in one game. We have got yeah. serious problems. Um, I'll go. I'll just throw mine in there. I'll go Allah on the basis that he's fit for a season. But, you know, but he's lost. He's lost his main man, Grady. Yeah, best mate. Yeah. So uh, right, how many are? I'm not going Rice because he might not be there. Go um, well. You can say Rice and then a backup because have a foul Rice, save. Yeah, have a foul save. I'm going Suchek. Jared Bowen. You're really, you're really back in a big year I'll, for Jared, aren't you? I'll, 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 zero goals, zero. I'm, I'm, I'm with Daryl on this one, actually. I think, I think Jared, he's, uh, he's just get, he's, he's, I think he's already improved since he's been playing for us. So, yeah, definitely, I'm up for that. I, I like Jamie's choice as well, but I don't want to copy him again. We're all saying Rice on the basis if he's still at the club for the full season, but if not, um, Aaron Creswell. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Um, so are you just predicting the worst player of the season? Hey. Oh, is that not what we're doing? I was I was also gonna say Sushek would be my backup choice. Two and two. Nice. Yeah. That's a clash between Sushek and uh Bowen Oosh. Anyone got any more categories? Um, we could do Young Player of the Year. I think there's only one choice, though, really, isn't there? <laughs> Johnson, really. He's probably out there. the only one we could probably... Oh, probably Jared, Jared Bowen? I don't think he'll class us out, though. <laughs> ben Johnson. Ben, yeah, yeah Johnson will die. I'm actually going to go someone different on that. And I'm going to go Cardoza. If he stays. I think he'll get a look in this year. If he stays. Um, do you say most assists, Mick? Philippe yeah. Anderson. He don't cross the ball. I'd say, I'd say Bowen again. Oh. Assists. Anderson don't. He, don't. he just passes it backwards. Shut up. He don't do nothing. Shut up. Waste of space. You're a waste of space. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going for nows, even though that's not really like doesn't get many assists. I'm going um, Bowen set pieces. There's your man. Oh, I like, I like that shout. I like well, that. Uh, question. Does Snodgrass get much of a look in this year? Yes. Um, I think he, he'd play a part, but I think mainly injury-based reason why I'd be in the squad. If oh. Dean Garner was still there, I'd have said not much, unless he plays centrally. But if Dean Garner... I think they might play him a bit more centrally again this year, um, dependent on, obviously, fitness and who's available. But he does a job in there, and he's a workhorse, so... Mm. Who do you reckon's going to replace... Um, in, in the centre of midfield, you've got problems. So, based Sorry. on our current form, I know today today's game might make a benefit factor towards your decision, but who would you replace Suchek with? If Suchek's not available? Well, he isn't available. Yeah. Wilshire. Yeah. 
I think you need to be quite aggressive against Newcastle. I, well, I think admit. I think it depends who you're going to start anyway. Because if it was my first choice, I'd probably have Noble on the bench, so I'd bring him in. I think they'll go Noble if Suchet. They will go Noble because I'll have I'd have but, the midfield three ish of Declan, Suchet, and Fournells would be my first three. Mm. Fournells in the advanced role, so I would just bring in Noble for Suchet. Yeah. It hurt me to say this, but I'm agreeing with Daryl. I think I'll go Wilshire because everyone knows mine. From what I've seen and what we've what we've looked at through pre-season, I know it's again a very small sample size, but it looks like he wants to play Anderson behind that striker. Um, which obviously if we had the Engarner available, you could have done that. Um does he now travel back out to the left and then he opens up the space again for Lanzini and Fournells? Probably. Um, we haven't really got a lot, another left winger, have we, either? Uh, he, like, he did. He tried Lanzini off the left. He tried for Nows off the left a bit. I think he's. I think Anderson's the more natural player in that position. Yeah. I actually, I actually think that this it's a bit of a bold statement, but obviously, and not maybe not on last year's performance as a whole. But I think Cresswell does a better job with um, with Philippe out there as well. It's because he's he got, defends a lot. Yeah, he, he had the most tackles, most tackles in the club what two years ago, um, and he's a proper outlet. Um, that will pull wide where the likes of Lanzini and Fournel would sort of drift inside. Um, so I, I, I'd have no problem with Anderson being that first choice left winger again this year because I just he, want it. I want him to do well so he, much. If he finds some form, mate, that keys you deadly. Yeah, I just I really want him to do it. I just I hope he just proves everyone wrong. I really, really do. But then again, if the way the way is so tough. Because we don't know, we don't know what Moise is thinking. We don't see training, but if he's going to go with the same sort of thing as last year and play sort of that four-two-three-one, you've got to fit in, and uh, you've got to fit in Antonio or Haller, and then you drop in one of them. You've got to fit in Bowen, Yarmolenko, Lanzini, Fornells, Anderson, Snodgrass. Am I missing it? Am I missing anyone? No, I think that's it. Wilshire. Um, you've got, he's got, and that's, that's something that we have got in abundance. We've got depth and abundance up, up in that sort of attacking midfield area because even Antonio can play that attacking yeah. midfield area. Um, but you've got to give these guys enough chance to play to find some form as well. So it's going to be a very interesting season for Moyes. Um, and I know on the back end of last year, I was very much, I don't want him at the club. Um, Hate right him. now, I think we all right now. With him. Right now, I sympathise for him, and right now he's the best man for the job because he's, he he knows the players, he knows the players. He's got a rapport with the players, especially with everything that's going on with the board. Hopefully, he galvanises what problems are there and sorts that team right out. Okay, question: He's seven to one on Skybet to be the first manager to leave this season. Is that a good bet? Yes. I, I just think that's very, very good odds. Because it I is good odds. The only it's... thing is, like, I think you're always thinking, I know we've got those tough run of games, but are the board going to... I know it's not a lot of money, but are they going to stump up to get rid of him? He's more in no. the ball to stump up for a new manager. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I don't think he's got a massive release course. It's more, if you're getting rid of Moyes, you think... Well, you just have to, to pay off the rest something. of his contract, and he's got less, less than a year on the contract yeah. by then. But it's... Who is out there and available exactly. and that will? I mean, I know we're not in the same sort of boat as like an Everton, but when they've got Ancelotti in, look at what that's done for them. Because if Ancelotti's not at that club, 
They don't sign James Rodriguez. That's no. 100% sure. What a signing that could be. Alan. I think Alan's available. Alan, yeah, that will be another great signing. To be fair, so, Joe Kinnear is available, like, if we sat Moyes. Joe Kinnear would be a good appointment. Uh, can we just kick Jamie off now? Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Pe- Pellegrini back available? So he wouldn't come back. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's got another job anyway. Um, yeah, he's you know who's available? Is... You know who's available? Go on. Diego Forlan, after he got sacked 11 games into his um, reign as his hometown's manager. <laughs> that must uh, have Manuel been Pellegrini is now at Real Betis. Eddie Howe's out of a job, I think, isn't he? Can Forlan yeah. be a player manager? Hey, I think James has made a very... Do we go for Eddie Howe? No. If they sack him after seven games, or whatever games in the first ten, and he's still there... I'd put money on it, Eddie Howe is our next manager. Yeah, but the, my problem is, again, if we're seven games in and we're, we're obviously struggling, that's why we've sacked him. He's not the man to turn it around. And no, especially defensively. He's not a defensive coach, is he? Um, so, yeah, we'll see Sam Allardyce here in January. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big Sam, that's my man. <laughs> Anything else you want to discuss on this podcast? Not really. Uh, I think I'm uh, the the big season kickoff show later <laughs> in the week. Yeah, so we'll be back. Um, James is back to school now, as he's a kid. Um, <laughs> we'll um, we'll sort out the Newcastle preview one evening this week, and we'll hopefully early this week, and we'll get it out sort of Wednesday, Thursday for the views guys to listen to before then. Um, I believe the. I believe the club are showing all games, all the games, pre- uh, to team ticket owners free. I'm not sure. It's to be not. confirmed, but I've heard that potentially um, it's still to be agreed with Sky, but all games that are three o'clock Saturdays could be available to watch online. That'd be unbelievable. Like, don't get me wrong, I'll, I'll, I'll find a way to watch them anyway, but if I haven't got to go down. I've, if I haven't got to go looking for streams, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, you get a load of viruses on your laptop. Exactly. So find... <laughs> exactly. That, that'll make me very happy. He gets uh, viruses from other stuff that he watches on his laptop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagine there'll be an announcement on that in the next few days, surely, because, we, as we say, we're seven days away from the start of the season. Yeah, the only other bit of news since we last spoke was Arsenal's been moved to a Sunday, uh, two o'clock kickoff, I believe. Yep. Second week of the season? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. So, uh, that will be the. Was it Man United? No, it's Arsenal. I believe that's the twenty. Arsenal. I believe it's the twentieth. Um, yeah. If so that'll be uh, two Sundays time. Yeah. Uh, which is two o'clock kick off, and that's away at the Emirates. Um, that's what we're going to discuss today. We'll come in with a big show on. The uh, big show. The big show during the week. He's going to be on the West End. I reckon there will be a lot more chat about the board. There will be a lot more chat about transfers and really previewing the Newcastle game. Hopefully with some good news about our mate Zuzek as well. Um, so, um, the only other thing to say before we say our main thing is let's hope that Declan uh, and Lucas Fabianski do not get injured in international duty. Um that would be that would really fuck our season up. Or get COVID. Or get COVID. Um, yeah, or that. And the last thing to say is, come on, your arms. Come on, your arms. GSB out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ha- hashtag GSB out. <laughs>
<laughs> See you later, guys. See you later.